1: and spirituality and social transformation. I'm super excited about today's show. Today's show is gonna be about water and water and you. Those of you who followed me for a while know that bringing healthy, life-giving, affordable water to people is one of my passions and I've been researching water for many, 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 many years. And I think I'm at a point now where I finally have a handle on what are the critical elements in producing in in really high quality water for human beings. And so what I'm doing now is I've been on a search for quite a while to develop or connect with someone who has developed a system that meets my standards for what I'm looking for to offer to the world in terms of a system that's affordable it's easy to maintain and that accomplishes all the things that I'm wanting to accomplish in a system in terms of making sure the water is clean and safe, making sure if there's fluoride that we can get most of it out, making sure that if there are any uh, microorganisms or drugs in the water that we're able to deal with that and um, several other things as well. And so my, my search has taken me along Many interesting roads, <clears throat> and I recently contacted my dear friend Anne Louise Gittleman, who I know has also been very passionate about the water situation, to check in with her to see what she's recommending for her tribe these days. And then she turned me on to the gentleman that's going to be our special guest today, Dr. Roy Spiser. And then Roy and I have developed a relationship and have decided to do some work together and I wanted to bring Roy on today so that you could meet Roy and learn about the work that he's doing. So before I bring Roy into the conversation, I'm just going to read you his bio and then I'll bring Roy into the conversation. So Dr. Roy Spiser is vice president and co-founder of CWR Environmental Products a woman-owned small business and provider of personal protection equipment solutions. Dr. Spiser received a BS degree in biology in 1969 from Rutgers University and a master's of science degree where he graduated cum laude in biochemistry from Farley Dickinson University in 1973. Dr. Spiser has a doctoral degree in biochemistry from Rutgers University and a doctor of chiropractic degree from New York Chiropractic College. He also achieved a level five water specialist certification from the Water Quality Association in 1994. Dr. Speiser has over 35 years experience in scientific research. Between 1969 and 1975, he served in the New Jersey Air National Guard as supervisor of the clinical laboratory, then as a bacteriologist in the New Jersey Department of Health and was a lead researcher with a team of scientists in the Molecular Biology Department of Ortho Research Foundation researching investigational new drugs, several of which were approved by the FDA. While practicing holistic health care in the New York metropolitan area, Dr. Speiser was appointed co-chairman of a local environmental advisory committee and conducted thorough research to investigate the causes of increased cancers in his area. This led him to form a company to find solutions to protect people's health by improving their everyday drinking water. So it's an honor and a privilege and a pleasure to bring in to the conversation today, Dr. Roy Speiser. So Dr. Speiser, welcome to Freeing the Body Freeing the Soul.
0: It's a pleasure to be on your show, Dr. David.
1: Thank you. So one of the things that's unique about Freeing the Body, Freeing the Soul is that we do in-depth interviews and we have the time to really get into things. And so the way I like to start is to give my guests a chance to tell their story so that we know where you're coming from and how you got so passionate and committed to learning what you can about water and then developing solutions and sharing it with other people. So I'm gonna turn it over to you for a while and just give you a chance to uh, tell your story.
0: First, uh, it's been quite a odyssey for me in my life, uh, how I've changed from field to field. Basically, I started out in science and that was my foundation. And I felt that something that I could contribute to the world in the sense that I would make people's lives better. I originally started out in uh, birth control, believe it or not. And out of that, I was involved with uh, research projects that really had an impact on people's lives in terms of quality of life. I had a lot of experience before that with uh, the health department in New Jersey And in the Air Force, I, of course, worked in a clinical chemistry lab, as you mentioned. So I had a a lot of different hats over the years. But what really got me into the new field, which branched off from my main research field, was I had a very severe car accident, which uh, partially paralyzed me. And I was told I'd be in a wheelchair the rest of my life. That's by top surgeons in New York. And somehow I found the chiropractor, it took about a year and a half I went for treatments and he got me walking again. So that really left a tremendous impression on me. I decided to switch fields. And I practiced on Long Island for uh, 30 years. But during the 1980s, we were starting to see a lot of people with very bizarre cancers, brain cancer, liver cancer, that are pretty rare. And I was involved with uh, a lot of health practitioners in the area and the hospital who I had connections with was worried about that too. They were very concerned because they were seeing the same thing and it was sort of like a cluster of these odd, rare cancers. So they formed a task force and because of my background, I became involved. I was a co-chairman and we went out into the area. We had a lot of old industrial waste sites and we found that the sites had a lot of toxic contaminants that they had dumped into the ground. It was coming back up into the drinking water and some of these wells have been shut down because they exceeded the government allowable concentrations for chemicals. Some were exceedingly high. And over a period of 15 years, I got involved with the EPA. We had a task force and they did a lot of research. And we found that a lot of these toxic waste sites, had uh, the chemicals had spread out over the area and had impacted other wells. And we were basically drinking chemicals in our water. And it was starting to emerge information through the scientific literature that, uh, exposure to toxic chemicals and heavy metals were contributory to a lot of different health, uh, conditions and disorders. And there was a lot of these clusters around the United States that call them cancer clusters. Now they're called disease clusters. And because of the impact on our health, I decided to find solutions. So it's one thing to identify the problems another thing to find a solution. And that's when I started to evolve into an environmental company to find solutions to remove toxic contaminants from the water and our air as a way of improving people's lives. It was an expansion of my uh, basic practice because I was helping people on one level, neuromusculoskeletal leak. Now I, I got involved with the impacts of environmental toxins on our health. So it was kind of a a transition that wasn't too difficult for me. And I got more interested in the environmental field and I evolved out of practice into more in the business part of finding solutions. So over the last 30 years, I've uh, formed a company. I have uh, technical people working with me. I work with different scientists and engineers around the United States and other parts of the world to find the best filtration solutions to remove these toxic contaminants. Of course, we are exposed to a lot of contaminants in our air and water, but water is the primary source of contamination, and it impacts our health in a lot of different ways. So obviously, you have uh, people who are very concerned about their health, or you have people who already have serious health disorders, and they're being treated by holistic doctors, but you have to cleanse out toxins out of your body, and healthy water is an important part of the healing process.
1: Absolutely. And so let's get into the some details about your journey there. Once you zeroed in on what you wanted to do, you know, I know for me and my research, you know, I haven't researched it like full time like you have, but I have researched it committedly part time for for decades. And you know, I have compassion for the consumer, the water consumer out there, because it's really a wild west, wild, wild west out there in the sense that there are a lot of different options, a lot of different price points, and a lot of companies making claims without scientific data to back it up. And one of the things that really attracted me to you and your work is how much science you have behind the products that you bring to market. And then also, I learned about some things that were available that I didn't know about as I was learning about what you had brought to the market. Like for example, in my quest to put together the kind of system that I wanted to put together for people, one of the things I wanted to do was make sure that people that had fluoride in their water that had been added could get almost all of it taken out and so I had thought that in order to do that effectively over a long period of time that I needed to get into a reverse osmosis based system where the water was cleaned and then uh, you know maybe remineralized but the downside of reverse osmosis systems is number one you your amount of water is limited at any one time because you're dealing usually with a three gallon tank and then also we're dealing with a lot of runoff waste water of usually a ratio of about four to one and uh, so i was really pleasantly surprised to find out that you'd either invented or you had discovered someone who had invented a way for people who didn't wanna do reverse osmosis or maybe they didn't own their home so they couldn't have an under-the-counter unit because they couldn't make a hole in their counter, where you've created or discovered a solution where people can really have uh, clean water that also will get out the fluoride uh, for people who have to have an over-the-counter countertop unit, people who uh, don't want to go the reverse osmosis route could you talk a little bit about your journey about how you discovered that type of a system and and what was the uh you know without getting too geeky what was the scientific breakthrough or the applied scientific breakthrough that allowed something like this to be invented
0: you have to go back a number of years about 30 years and what was identified as contaminants in the water were a lot simpler. The main thing that they, most water systems had the contaminants were mostly chlorine and chlorine byproducts and lead. Those were the primary contaminants. The um, more toxic chemicals and heavy metals didn't appear until maybe the 60s and 70s and 80s. And they're still emerging every Couple of years they find new emerging contaminants. So the simple solutions were out there, which were basically granular carbon filters. That's what was sold. And reverse osmosis technology, you know, it's an older technology. When it came along, it was kind of a breakthrough because in addition to removing the chlorine, you could get rid of some of the heavy metals. So the technology was advanced. Uh, it's basically a sediment filter, a carbon filter, a membrane and a post-filter in most RO systems, reverse osmosis systems. The the strengths and weaknesses are the carbon filter in an RO can only take out chlorine for the most part. It doesn't remove the byproducts of chlorine, which are carcinogens, like trihalomethanes. It also doesn't remove industrial chemicals, which are pretty common today. So the the whole process of finding the right technology has changed. Newer technologies have emerged. So it becomes more complicated now because you have a whole range of contaminants commonly found in municipal water and sometimes wells. Wells are a little bit different, but a lot of the source water that supplies municipal water comes from wells. A lot of it is surface water. So you have to really have multiple filter technologies the most, advanced state-of-the-art technologies and combinations to remove the different categories of contaminants. For example, uh, very commonly in surface water, almost 99%, has parasites. Parasites like cryptosporidium and giardia are uh, ubiquitous. And municipal treatment plants don't generally remove them because you need microfiltration. So one of the technologies, one of the filter materials I use in our systems is a ceramic filter. A ceramic was originally, ceramic filters were originally developed in England. They've been sold for 150 years, but we've advanced that technology and we now manufacture ceramics in the United States, which have better pore structures so that they can remove parasites and bacteria Plus, you can remove very small particles of sediment, which is very common in water. A lot of old cities, uh, not old cities, but major cities have old, rotting main pipes, so there's a lot of sediment. And if you don't have a ceramic pre-filter, it'll clog up your carbon filters or your other filters. So we, we developed these filter technologies. Uh, I've used um, carbon blocks. Now we have advanced carbon blocks. And we've gone on to a new filter material, which is called MetalGon. That's a proprietary filter material I uh, developed with a company here in the United States with their engineers. And it's a combination of several filter materials, primarily uh, mineral-based, combined with some advanced carbons in a certain proprietary process. And what it can do, it can remove fluoride, all forms of fluoride. We've tested the... uh, filters against all forms of fluoride at 0.8 parts per billion, which is the new lower standard uh, that the Health and Human Services came out with a few years ago. It's not the EPA standard. The EPA standard is four parts per billion, which is way too high. Now, we can discuss about the allowable concentrations a little bit later, but the the main thing is that fluoride is, is a severe neurotoxin and Hundreds of studies are out there about fluoride. It's it's one of the most toxic substances that's added to water, and we want it out, we want it removed 100%. We're as close to 100% as we can achieve. And with the technology we have, we can remove 0.8 parts of fluoride with two filters, 99 plus percent. That's unprecedented in the filtration field. Uh, Reverse osmosis systems... It's usually 85 to 90 percent with the old form of fluoride. They really haven't tested it against the new form of fluoride, which is fluorosilicic acid. And regular filters, they used to use activated alumina. Some companies still use it. I, I wouldn't use it. Uh, it's only effective maybe 20, 30 percent of removal of fluoride. And the only other material out there is uh, bone char, which is fairly good, but it doesn't last long. So the technology that we developed has taken years to develop, and it's unique, and no one else has it available, where we supply it to our dealers and distributors. We have a lot of nutritional companies we supply to, like you mentioned, Anne Louise Gittleman's company. Uh, They're on the forefront, nutritional uh, treatments, and all of their clients and patients that I deal with clinics all around the United States want fluoride out as close to 100% as possible, and we can provide that.
1: So I wanna make sure the listeners are really understanding the magnitude of this breakthrough. So now, you don't have to own your home. You don't have to drill a hole in your counter. You can, for the system we're talking about, as long as you have access to plumbing, uh, and you have a faucet, it's very easy to have two two filters, two canisters that are on the counter that hook up to the faucet and have a diverter valve. And you basically have very, very economical, easily accessible, healthy water for you and your family, at least as far as your kitchen needs are concerned, at a very reasonable price. I believe um, correct me if i'm wrong but as we're recording this if my memory is correct the retail price for that unit is $419
0: that's correct yeah so that's we're
1: not yeah so suggested. we're not yeah so we're not talking thousands of dollars here and what would you say for the average family of four what would you see, say would be the maintenance cost per year for filter replacements
0: Average cost, roughly about $200.
1: Okay. And this would be, uh, if people were doing the math, this would be for about how many gallons of water?
0: Well, fluoride is the limiting factor, so we're looking at about 700 gallons of water. However, for chlorine, chloramine, lead, you could get 1,000 or more gallons of water. So it depends on how high the fluoride level is. But generally, on average, for people, I would say yearly basis around $200 cost
1: okay and so you know we're talking we're talking less than twenty dollars a month for really 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 high quality water now um i'm assuming that the maintenance is very simple that it's it's a matter of do you have to uh between replacing cartridges do you have to clean the cartridges or it's just a matter of replacement
0: Well, let me go through that um, step by step. There's two filters. The first filter we use is an outer ceramic shell. Inside of that is our metal-gone material. The second filter is a pure metal-gone filter. The reason we do that is the ceramic will trap dirt, rust, and sediment on the surface. Now, if you have very dirty water, it'll collect on the surface. The flow rate will slow down. And that tells you, that's an indicator that you need to take the filter out and clean it off. It's very simple. You get a piece of scotch brite. It's a plain green abrasive pad. And you cut a piece off and you take the filter, put it under cold water, and brush it up and down a few times, not too hard. And that restores the flow rate. It'll remove the surface sediment, put it back in the housing, and you restore the flow rate. So that's a very unique feature. It's not found in any other filter. If you, If you have a standard carbon block filter... And you collect a lot of dirt, and it'll just shut down, and you can't clean it off. So that extends the life of the filter up to about a year, the system. The second thing is the ceramic is, uh, has a small, minute amount of silver baked into the ceramic, which prevents bacteria regrowth. So it's a self-sterilizing filter. It doesn't leach anything. It's a non-leachable silver. The third part of it is that you have a combination of filter materials. There's three really filter processes that we use. One is mechanical filtration. The second is adsorption of chemicals. And the third is ionic bonding. That bonds the heavy metals to the positive and negative charge metal-gone material. And we do not remove the normal minerals. For example, like calcium carbonate is a normal mineral found in water but because it's conjugated that means it's calcium plus carbonate it's neutral has a neutral charge and it'll pass through the filter so you retain the normal mineralization of the water and in actuality when you remove the chlorine and the acidic chemicals your ph will go up so you'll get a slight alkalizing effect which is healthy that's what you want so the the maintenance is very simple uh it's cost effective and it's a full use solution. Like you mentioned earlier, uh, the holding tanks on reverse osmosis only hold about two and a half gallons of water, and your water coming out of your tap or the dispenser is pretty slow. You'll get a faster water flow because this is a throughput filter, it's, it's on demand. You can use it for rinsing, cooking, uh, all your consumption iced coffee and tea and it will give you a better flow about half a gallon to three quarters of a gallon a minute depending on about depending what your line pressure is. So,
1: so, how, so how often would you recommend that people clean that ceramic filter with, with the scotch card?
0: It depends on how dirty the water is. The, the worst case I've seen like in New York City or Chicago it might be every two months sometimes even more frequently Uh, In some cases, it's not even necessary to clean the filter, but I'd say average about twice a year.
1: Okay, great, great. And then the actual replacement of the filters would be approximately once a year?
0: Again, it depends on how many people in the family, Uh, average about once a year. But if you have very high levels of chlorine and chloramine, you may have to change it sooner, possibly nine months.
1: Okay. That brings up a question that I've had, and that is about chloramine, Um, when people buy the inexpensive filters that filter out chlorine, are those usually effective or ineffective in
0: relation to chloramine? They're ineffective. Chloramine is a slightly different chemical than chlorine. It's a combination of chlorine and ammonia. So filters that are rated for chlorine are not necessarily going to remove the chloramine total. We remove the chlorine part, but not the chloramine. Plus you have a different set of byproducts called haloacetic acids. Uh, So there's a shift in the types of byproducts. And that's important because those are the real carcinogens, the real dangerous part of the chemical byproduct. And the filters we have, we've tested against chlorine and chloramine. And at Two parts per million of chlorine, we get out 95, uh, excuse me, 99%. Uh, With the chloramine, same filter, we get out at three parts per million, 99%. And that's all, again, NSF standard 4253. And we've tested for pharmaceuticals. We actually tested 15 different pharmaceuticals, which are now found in uh, 46 water systems in the United States. Probably it's a lot more. 15 different pharmaceuticals were removed 95% or better with our filter, same filter.
1: That's great. That was going to be my next question is I think a lot of people aren't aware of the extent to which drugs in the water is a, is a real problem. And it's exciting that this system we're talking about has actually been tested to be effective in that area as well. So that's, that's fantastic.
0: There's a recent study that was conducted by the Associated Press. Uh, They researched all the documentation that's uh, on pharmaceuticals and water. And right now, the latest research they came out with that 40 million people are drinking water contaminated with small quantities of pharmaceuticals. And that includes antibiotics that have been found in water, anticonvulsants, mood stabilizers, sex hormones. So that, that's that's pretty um, alarming. Even though they're present in trace amounts, you know, uh, scientists are concerned that ingestion, ingestion over periods of decades will have significant health consequences. Now, what does that do to a woman who's pregnant who's drinking water with pharmaceuticals in it or chloramine? Uh, trihalomethanes, which are byproducts of chlorine, are known carcinogens. They're classified as Class B carcinogens by the Environmental Protection Agency. So if you're drinking all these contaminants on a daily basis over a period of months and years and decades, you're going to have some serious health impacts that are uh, caused by a lot of these toxic contaminants.
1: Absolutely. One of the things I'd like to have you talk about, I actually want to talk about a couple of things before we get into talking about some of your other products. Um, Besides being ridiculously expensive, could you speak to the listeners about some of the dangers of when people purchase bottled water?
0: Sure. There was a study done by the National Resources Defense Council, and there's been other studies, but uh, they actually went out and tested uh, a lot of different bottled waters, and they sent the bottled waters to independent laboratories and their conclusion in their report, you can look it up, National Resource Defense Council Bottled Water Report, is that about 60% of the bottled waters generally are okay, but 40% have contaminants in them, and in some cases exceed the levels of contaminants and types exceed what's in the drinking water. So for example, um, there was a bottled water that came out of Houston And Houston has some pretty toxic water, and they filtered it, but they didn't filter it enough, and a lot of these toxic contaminants remained in the water. So just because it comes in a bottle doesn't mean it's safe or healthy. Plus the fact that when you use soft plastics, the water will leach the plasticizers into the water. It's sitting on a shelf, and soft plastics leach plasticizers, such as BPA and phthalates. And BPA and phthalates are considered hormone disruptors. So now you're drinking not only contaminants that are from the source water that's not filtered out, but you're adding other toxic substances which could affect your hormones, the hormone disruptors, and they could be carcinogens. So the the, the bottled water solution, it's not only expensive, but if if you look at it, they're estimating some of the bottled waters are more expensive per gallon than gasoline. So you could be spending three, four, five dollars a gallon because it depends on the size of the bottles you buy. Uh, and on a yearly basis, uh, we've had clients that were spending over two thousand dollars a year on bottled water. Plus, it's not a full use solution. So how do you rinse your vegetables and cook? And it's inconvenient if you if you get these five gallon jugs of water. How do you lift it up and rinse a head of lettuce? You know, it's kind of silly, but it's not practical.
1: Absolutely. Also, another topic I want to bring up, I know this is fairly controversial, but I have some strong opinions about it, and I respect your opinion on this, is I want to talk about the alkaline water craze. Uh, I, I, as most of my listeners know, I am uh, very sensitive to energy, and I do... Morphogenic field technique, which is a very sophisticated form of muscle response testing. I can actually feel energy fields in my hands and For decades I had people wanting to sell me alkaline water machines that are based on electrolysis where basically the water is kind of electrocuted and then there's alkaline water and acid water and uh, First of all energetically All those waters would collapse the energy field. There was no energy field around those waters. It's unnatural. It it wouldn't stay that way for more than a couple of days anyway. They were ridiculously priced. And yet many people reported, at least initially when they would start on those machines, many people who were kind of toxic to begin with would actually support, report some health benefits in the short term, which kind of was an enigma to me. Uh, So I never endorsed those machines. Later on, I found machines that actually alkalized the water in a much more natural way by exposing running water to crystals and minerals. And those machines did test quite well for me, and they were cheaper. Uh, But, uh, you know, I always look to nature. And uh, first of all, these super high alkaline, like like nine and a half, ten, ten and a half, you never would see that in nature first of all, and then secondly, um, all this water 's going into the stomach first, where it 's being exposed to hydrochloric acid of a really, really, really low pH, and pH is on a logarithmic scale, so the whole thing really didn 't make sense to me biochemically, but yet, and on one hand energetically. Uh, the electrolysis machines were collapsing the field, but these other machines that were much more natural, like imitating the way water would go down a mountain stream, those did seem to test pretty well. But uh, I I never could get the idea of why drinking long-term super alkaline water would be good for people. But then I started uh, doing research and realized that a byproduct of these super alkaline machines was the production of molecular hydrogen and started taking a look at the work that was being done primarily in Asia on the incredibly beneficial effects of molecular hydrogen as a very powerful selective antioxidant. And that term selective is really powerful that made me think, oh, maybe that is why some people initially felt a lot better, even with the electrolysis types of alkaline water but that kind of uh, helped to solve that mystery to understand that different dimension of molecular hydrogen being involved and anyway with that as a background i wanted to get your take on the whole alkaline water thing because i think it's mostly i think it's mostly a scam but i'd like to get your thoughts on that
0: well i agree with just about everything you said and on a it's a long story, but the original studies that were done on alkaline water were done in Japan in clinics that, and as you're probably aware, uh, bacteria and parasites thrive in an acidic environment. The growth curves increase. And, and most of the problems with acidity in our society is because we eat sugar and carbohydrates, which create acidic byproducts in the body. Now the body wants to maintain homeostasis and certain pH level in the blood around seven five seven six and it uses the body uses natural minerals like mostly calcium carbonate and magnesium to neutralize acidic byproducts the whole concept of alkalinity there's a lot of books that have been written on it the alkaline myth is one but there are foods that are going to have residual alkalinity. For example, green vegetables, I'm sure, you know, I'm preaching to the choir here, uh, juicing, those create alkaline byproducts in your body, which are healthy sources of alkaline material. The studies that were done in Japan, the company picked, that picked up this alkaline machine thing was Masashita. So they developed this electrolysis process And it splits water, as you said, electrolysized water. And you're creating an H plus and an OH negative hydroxyl free radical. So when you split the water, the H plus is the acid side, the OH is the basic side. Now in research, um, you can do test tube experiments in the lab, create alkaline water, but it's not the way the body normally uses substances to create alkaline conditions or buffer systems. So it's an OH-free radical. If you look it up in Wikipedia, OH-free radicals are free radicals, and they will attack cell membranes. And it's not the way the body uses material to neutralize uh, acidic products. So it's, a, it's an artificial concept. And uh, to really get down to the nitty gritty, the companies that manufacturing machines I, I supplied some pre-filters i've looked at all their studies they wanted me also to endorse one of the machines one of the bigger companies i've read all their work all the science it's only animal studies not done on their machine water it's general alkaline studies they paid some scientist uh, nobel peace prize guy fifty thousand dollars to endorse the machine and <clears throat> i think it's a ripoff He's going to spend a thousand to four thousand dollars on a machine that doesn't remove many toxins out of the water, which they so-called claim. And I've looked at their filters; they've upgraded them a little bit, but they're not adequate to remove toxic chemicals and toxic heavy metals. And they say they create antioxidant water, which is uh, completely opposite of what they're doing. They're creating free radical water. So. I have a lot of doctors and nutritionalists that have used the machines and I've convinced them to get rid of them. And they were just, you know, convinced because they have a really good marketing program. They have a lot of pseudoscience behind it. And I think it's totally something you don't, you just want to stay away from. What you want to do is retain normal minerals. And if you use equipment like we have that retains normal minerals in the water, unless you have soft water, but, In California, for example, you have pretty hard water. Uh, Los Angeles has 15 to 20 grains of hardness. Uh, Usually, that's too much hardness because that'll coat your pots and glasses and collect in your pipes, but it's not an unhealthy mineral. It's inorganic, but it's not unhealthy. So it's heart-healthy. It's heart-protective, so is magnesium. So you want to retain minerals. As far as polarity of water water has a certain charge and when you have chemicals and heavy metals in the water, it surrounds the water molecule and changes the polarity. When you remove the heavy metals and remove these chemicals, the polarity of water returns to its normal state. So it's absorbed properly. And that's what happens when you filter it substantially to get rid of all these toxic contaminants. That's number one priority. And if you retain the normal minerals, you have good conductivity. The the minerals create electrical conductivity, which the body wants. It wants these minerals. So I think in the overview is people have been scammed, and I agree with you. There's a lot of misinformation. People read things on the web, and they believe. And I I go through a lot of this because I have clients and doctors that ask me about it. And I'd say probably 98% of the equipment that's out on the market that makes these health claims, they're unfounded, and they're really a waste of money, and they're harmful. For the most part, that's my opinion.
1: Why do you think some people, especially people that were pretty toxic to begin with, why do you think some people who were using those machines reported, at least initially, the first two or three months, that they felt a lot better? Do you think it was just because they were drinking more water, or what? Uh, that's always kind of dumbfounded me.
0: Yeah, I think it's partly, partly a placebo effect, uh-huh. partly. Uh, Because, again, I've spoken to nutritionists that have used the machines and they get the same kind of response initially. You're drinking more water and, you know, it's not really going to cumulatively harm you until you drink enough of it. And everybody has different sensitivity levels. Yeah. So so it's just a question of your physiology or biochemistry or genetics. But the long-term effect of it is, A, you're still drinking toxic water, and B, now you're drinking free radical water. Combined, that's not healthy. You're you're going in the wrong direction.
1: I understand. You know, just another clinical comment is over the years that I've treated people now, which is all coming on to 30 years in a few months, is one of the things I've noticed is that some of the sickest people were people who came to me and I found out that for years they've been drinking distilled water. And I think that speaks to the importance of minerals and conductivity. Is that something that you noticed in your practice or did you not have over on the East coast? Did you not have people that, that for some reason started doing that? I mean, it's one thing to do distilled water for a couple of weeks if you're doing a cleanse, but to to drink distilled water year after year after year, I I found that those were some of the sickest people I treated.
0: Well, you're flushing out some normal minerals. I mean, there's, an end point with even with all the filters I can supply, I mean, it would be pretty complicated. Uh, I can get everything, all the toxic contaminants, because out in California, for example, you have uranium. That's one problem you have out there. That requires special filtration. So if you can't get it out with sink filters, and that's the case with uranium and strontium, a distiller would be the last final step. So for small amounts, as long as you're drinking you know, your sources of water from other sources, or you're drinking juicing and you're getting your minerals from other sources, uh, small amounts of distilled water aren't too bad, but not as a continuous uh, source of your water and fluids. The biggest problem I found is dehydration. Most people are dehydrated. As a chiropractor, when you see people's spines and you see disc degeneration, that's partly dehydration, it's wear and tear also. There's actually a very interesting book called The Body's Many Cries for Water by a Dr. Batman Jamel. Great book, it talks about dehydration. So to get back to your question about why do people respond by using um, alkaline water machines? Well, they're hydrating because they're probably dehydrated initially. So like you said, drinking more water does help. They're hydrating, physiological. I mean, water in itself is a nutrient and it's a vehicle to bring nutrients into the cells. So if you're not, And it's also flushing out your body normal toxic processes. So you have to eliminate. And if you're not getting enough water, you're going to back up and you're going to have a lot of toxins in your body. So just by drinking more water, you're flushing out a lot of these toxins. You, you start feeling better. Cleansing is part of the healing process. But you have to drink clean water to cleanse properly.
1: I understand. I understand. So let's shift gears a little bit and, you know, let's give the listener a chance to uh, learn more about the f- broader range of products that that you offer. Uh, there's some people that don't want to or can't uh, plug into a plumbing system. And could you talk a little bit about some of your gravity systems? And then also one of the things that has really helped a lot of my patients over the years is having a good uh shower filter uh, because when you take a hot shower, a lot of the chlorine will vaporize into a gas and then you're breathing it in, and that's horrible and then see maybe you can address the gravity systems, the shower systems, and also for people who do own their home or they own their 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 business building and they would like to get a system that is closer to the main water input for their whole house or their whole building about what you have available in terms of uh, whole house or whole building systems as well.
0: Well first you have to start with a core system. The priority is to take as many contaminants out as possible at the sink because that's where you're ingesting most of your contaminants. I generally recommend a double filter system as a core system Because it covers a lot of the bases, and when you see excessive levels of contaminants, you need a backup filter. One filter will take out a lot, but it doesn't take out as much as two filters, and you need that for fluoride, for example, and chloramine and certain contaminants that have difficulty removing. So you really need minimum two filters at the sink. That could be attached to the faucet. If you have a standard aerator on the end of the faucet, that's how you hook it up just disconnect the aerator and we have a diverter that attaches and you turn the cold water on, you turn a lever and you get all the filtered water you want. Or you can install it under the sink. Um, If you're in an apartment, it's generally a countertop. Or if you have a central faucet that has a spray attachment, we can't connect a countertop, we use a gravity unit. Now let me explain a gravity unit. It's a very sophisticated pour-through pitcher. It's not a Brita. It's light years ahead of a Brita. But the way it works is you have two canisters, stainless steel generally, and it holds two gallons of water on the top container and two gallons on the bottom. And We have two filters, up to four filters in a canister and the water percolates slowly through the filters and it collects in the bottom. The filter water is on the bottom and there's a little tap that you can draw the filtered water off of. So, it's a, it's a good process. It actually it goes slower than a sink filter, but the level of removal of contaminants is as good or even a little better because it's more contact time. So, gravity filters are now very sophisticated. We use the same technology of ceramic with metal gun filters, and it'll remove the same range of contaminants. It'll provide gallons of water every day. You just keep refilling it. You have to keep an eye on it because you have to make sure you don't overfill the lower canister. You can draw water off filling pots, cooking, rinsing. So it gives you basically the same filtration efficiency. It's just that it's a little slower process. It's not on demand. Just like you turn on your faucet with a countertop, it's there. You get a stream of water. You continue to use it. A gravity filter, you have to keep refilling it. So, but it's an option when you don't have the ability to connect to a faucet. So we have three ways of connecting at the faucet, under the counter with a separate dispenser, the countertop that connects to the faucet, and a gravity unit, all the same filter technology. The shower filters will handle chlorine 99%. However, with chloramine, again, you're only going to get the chlorine part out, not the ammonia part. So... A core system would be, in an apartment, a double filter or gravity with a shower filter. And you could have a bathtub filter also. That's a starting point. That's what I would consider a minimal core system. When you have a home, then you can upgrade where you cover all the water coming into your house for chemicals. And we can remove some of the heavy metals at a point of entry. So the sink is point of use. A tank, a filtration tank... It's like a big oxygen tank and we fill it with different filter materials, generally two types of carbons, some heavy metal removing material, depending on what heavy metals we have in the uh, water supply, and that will remove all the chemicals for all the showers, all your baths, all your sinks. So then when the water gets to your sink at the kitchen, it's already chemical free. The filters can focus on the heavy metals and the other contaminants. So they generally can last a little bit longer and they do a little better job on the uh, heavy metals. So it's, it's a better system when you do a whole house. It covers all the bases and you will have pretty close to 99 plus pure water at your sink and you don't absorb any chemicals in your showers and baths.
1: And then if someone decides to go that route, uh, in terms of ballpark costs, obviously it varies depending on the size of the house and the kind of water. But in terms of a suggested retail price for an average-sized house, is the uh, consumer looking at about uh, three thousand dollars?
0: Well, you have to. There's two parts it: there's the equipment cost and the installation cost. Uh, I work with a lot of plumbers around the United States, California. I do a lot of work. And again, like you said, the size of the house, we, we generally have to size the tank depending on how many people are using the water at one time. So if you have two people and you're only using one shower and a laundry and a sink, use a tank that's about two cubic foot. If you have three or four people, you have to go to a bigger tank. So the range, of course, with a sink unit, roughly equipment costs are in the $2,500 range, I would say, starting level. If you go to larger tanks, it could be closer to $3,000 for the equipment cost. Then there may be other special tanks we have to add, depending on what's in the water. And uh, installation runs roughly anywhere from 800 to $1,500, depending on the equipment.
1: And then what about maintenance costs on a system like that?
0: Well, the interesting thing is it's very low maintenance. The filtration tanks, if they, usually the filter material lasts about four years on average. So if you average it out on a four-year basis, it's roughly about 150 dollars a year to operate the tank. And we're talking about 100 to 200,000 gallons of water use. It could go up to uh, up to 500,000 gallons of water use. And that's very cost-effective, and it's really maintenance-free because we have an operational control valve. It's a box that sits on top of the tank, and the tank periodically backwashes itself and cleans itself out, and it regenerates the filter material. So it's a very efficient system. You just set it like an alarm clock, and it does it automatically. Usually early morning, 1 or 2 in the morning, it'll backwash every 2 to 3 weeks or a month, depending on how bad the water is. and you don't have to touch it, just leave it alone, it operates. Now, we usually check it at around three years, use a chlorine test kit, just go into a bathroom sink and test for chlorine breakthrough. So that's one way it indicates if the tank needs to be changed. The sink filters, um, you can change yourself, You minimally handy. Right. Just shut the water off. If it's a gravity filter, it's very simple. Countertops are very simple, just open the housing up, take the filter out, put the new filters in. Under the counter, you have to shut the water off. There's a wrench that opens the housing. You just take out the old filters, put the new filters in. You run the water for a few minutes and it just conditions the filters and you're good to go. So I mean, this is really minimal. Uh, Reverse osmosis are more complicated. We don't really use them too much or at all. Um, We've gotten away from that because, again, the filter technology is much better in other filters that we use. Our proprietary filters take out a lot more fluoride, chloramine, chemicals, and then we adjust the types of filters we have to add something for arsenic we have arsenic filters so in some cases we may have to add an additional filter for a special contaminant it's all customized so we have some uh, standard packages like i said the uh, our best filter systems are aio ultra crown aio ultra that uses the latest filter technology which is called metalgon and that's our top of the line systems that's pretty much what we use almost exclusively with certain add-ons.
1: Now, if anybody who's listening to this is like somebody who is a CEO of a larger company or they are developers or builders and they're interested in your technology in a way that would create added value for all the tenants in a building, for example, um, do you have solutions at that level or is that beyond what you're able to address?
0: Well, actually, I'm doing a, a huge series of projects in Miami. Uh, the company is called Healthy Habitat, and this is exactly what they're doing. They're selling very high-end apartment buildings, and people want healthy indoor environments. So we're putting in point-of-entry systems. In some cases, uh, we can put in filters for the apartment, for the whole apartment at the point of entry, and also combine with air filtration. So uh, they're using A lot of non-toxic products, paints, carpets, and they're going to have clean air and clean water. It's called Healthy Habitats. It's basically a healthy indoor environment concept. It's very popular right now, and it's taking off quite well. Uh, I've been working with um, clinics, like I said. uh, One of the clinics I work with is American Environmental Health Foundation. They exclusively treat people with chemical sensitivities, Um, Dr. Ray is the founder. He's the father of environmental medicine. And literally, we have to create bubbles in people's homes. Right. Healthy indoor environments. That's what's required. So I'm very familiar with that concept. It's it's almost um, totally needed for some individuals because they're so sick, they cannot have any exposure to any toxic substances. So
1: it's very important. Now at that level, of that at this level of core intervention for the whole building, is that something you would have to coordinate during construction or could you enter into that system after the building already exists?
0: Well, preferably you want to do it in the design. And I work with architects and construction companies and uh, the builders, you know, if you want a, a clean home or a green home, or a healthy home, it's better to start at the beginning, you know, in a design. And I work with a lot of architects. I have green architects around the country I work with. So we, they'll, t- they'll show me the plans and I'll talk to the construction people, the architects primarily first, and I'll tell them what equipment they need and they'll design the utility room or wherever they're going to put it to fit the equipment in. So that's always better to start. On a retrofit, It depends. We'll work on a lot of remodels. Down here in uh, Florida, we have huge homes that I've worked on, uh, 8, 10, 15,000 square feet. There's one we're looking at right now, 25,000 square feet. Uh, California, I've worked on some pretty big homes. So, yes, you can retrofit systems in as long as you have the plumbing available and you have the room. So it's not too difficult. So it is possible. Absolutely.
1: That's exciting because you know especially in high end areas you know like the silicon valley or san francisco or new york or other affluent areas this could be a really incredible value added uh contribution that builders and developers could leverage in their marketing and could help them really fill their buildings a lot faster
0: absolutely um i think If you're looking at an individual that lives in an apartment building and some of these older apartment buildings can be pretty toxic. Um, We deal with this around the country. Some buildings have mold in it. That's a big problem. And the building owners don't want to recognize it in some cases and people have toxic reactions. So I assist people in identifying these problems and guiding them what to do. And we have certain equipment, air filtration equipment, for example, that will kill mold in in the unit, so it helps. But you still got to get it remediated. Um, Water systems, generally you want to do a sink and a shower filter. That's minimum. In some cases, you may have access to the main pipe for your your condo. If you're in a condo, you may have a separate system. So we could retrofit equipment into a condominium. So it depends on the uh, situation, but we always can look at every option and design a maximum filtration air and water system for that particular apartment or home and you know in some type cases the building so it's uh there are a number of options and again I work with engineers and we can get, we have all the filtration technology available to really suit any kind of uh, situation
1: that's great. You know it's a little bit beyond the scope of the conversation today about water but maybe we could have you back sometime and talk about air pollution because I was making a house call the other day and I went into this apartment complex that was fairly dark. It was built in the 70s and the minute I walked into the lobby I could smell mold and I know this is a huge problem and I know That the owners don't want to deal with it because the way the insurance policies are being written now there are exclusions now for mold because they've been such huge deals but yet it's such a huge health problem but the powers that be don't want to acknowledge it what's been your experience dealing with the whole mold ball game
0: well i think it's a common problem and a lot of the older buildings have, uh, leaks in the roofs or in the walls, uh, in Florida with hurricanes and other areas up the East coast. Uh, there's a lot of mold problems because when you get hurricanes, you get lateral rain going hundred miles an hour, it finds pinholes and you get water inside the house or you have a damaged roof. So when you have natural disasters, mold is a secondary problem. And a lot of times the construction companies, when they're rebuilding uh, a damaged home, they get a little sloppy and they don't uh, fix those issues. So it's left in there, it's sealed back in, and then months later, a year later, you're going to have a big mold issue and it becomes toxic. The um, common problems we see in Florida, I mean, Florida is a mold farm. It just is because you have humidity, a lot of rain. So we see it all the time. And uh, I deal with clients that uh, have those issues and I guide them into the right companies that will remediate it you know you have to test for it remediate it properly and in the process we uh, provide special air filtration systems that will uh, clean the air more effectively and they actually are germicidal that will kill mold inside the unit we have some pretty unique technologies for that but on a normal regular basis um, aside from your water there's a lot of Toxic particles in your indoor environment, and you want to get them get them down to a minimal level. And air filtration is important. That's it's another part of your your health. So breathing clean air, drinking clean water, keeping a clean indoor environment is very important for staying healthy and recovering.
1: Absolutely, and you have special units that you either have created or that you endorse that you carry where. You feel really good about recommending in that area,
0: yes? Yes. Well, I also work with two companies, one back in the 1990s. Uh, We actually developed one of the first portable ultraviolet HEPA units. And the second company I went to, we brought the technology, and we have a a better technology called Disinfection Filtration System, DFS. So it's the only unit I, I know that's available that can actually kill mold and germs inside the unit. It's germicidal. And it's the most effective. So, in addition to water technology, we have pretty advanced air technology, and not not ultra expensive. Uh, We use this for people who uh, have specific respiratory problems, or they're immune deficient. You know, have to have clean water, clean air, or they're chemically sensitive, uh, or they're recovering from uh, cancer or some other you know pretty serious disease. So, when you look at the total concept of health, um, the spokes of the wheel, addition to nutrition, neuromusculoskeletal, holistic health, and and good uh, living habits is having a clean indoor environment. This is critical.
1: Absolutely. You know, one thing we didn't talk about that might be useful to mention is do you have some products for people uh, that help with water that are completely portable that people can just have with them?
0: Yes, yeah, we um, have a number of products, depending on what your um, application is. So on a daily basis, for example, uh, you go to work, you're going to the gym, you're traveling. We have travel filters, and we have sports filtration bottles that are BPA-free. So the uh, sports bottle has a nice filter, and it. it covers, again, parasites, bacteria, chemicals, heavy metals, uh, a lot of our clients will take them, you know, they give them to their children to take to school because you don't want to be drinking water out of a fountain because a lot of them have lead in it and other contaminants are drinking the same toxic water. So they'll give their children the sports bottle to fill. They give it to them in the morning. They drink it through the day. And when they need to refill it from a uh, dispenser, they have a sports bottle with a filter in it to drink from. Uh, you can use it biking, any athletic activity. You could take it with you on the road. And uh, we have travel filters. When you travel around the country or outside the country, uh, these filters will deal with pretty much all the bacteria and parasites you may find overseas other than viruses. Um, then you can have a little portable uh, ultraviolet if you need to. Uh, some of the filters we sell to the government, uh, Peace Corps in particular, they're all over the world. And they use our filters uh, primarily because they're in areas that have waterborne diseases. And they found that we're the only filters that work effectively in, you know, countries that would, uh, if you drink the water unfiltered, you'll die. So they rely on us to give them the proper filtration. And the same technology that we use in our regular fil- filters that we sell to our customers. So uh, it's a pretty high-end system. It's mostly custom designed, but um, a core system that we have a package would cover a lot of the bases and give you really the best solution to have clean water on a, on a full use solution.
1: Beautiful, now some of my listeners are outside of the United States. Can we ship your products to other countries?
0: Well, I ship to Canada, I ship to parts of Europe and uh, we go to Australia. Australia, I have uh, actually a distributor in uh, uh, Hong Kong. Uh, so we, we do ship over there and they do sell our filters. Uh, you can ship any pretty much anywhere in the world, uh, either by post office or sometimes UPS, mostly post office. Uh, the thing would be if you're in a country that has metric pipe, uh, gravity units would be better unless you can adapt. Um, some of the countries you can. Uh, the threading on shower fills is a little different. Uh, British standard plumbing is a little bit different and metrics a little bit different. So I have to know the country, Sometimes, if they have American fittings, not a problem, but when you have British Standard or metric, you have to have adapters for the water filters, but gravity always works, and we sell a lot of the gravities okay. overseas. Uh,
1: one of the things I was really excited about is uh, my listeners know that I'm very interested not only in biochemistry, but also in quantum physics and subtle energy phenomena, and I've already mentioned my sensitivity to energetic fields. And one of the things I was excited was when I mentioned to you about my interest in possibly combining your technology with some other technology that addresses more of that dimension. Uh, I was really excited that you were open to the possibility of possibly in the future customizing a system where we took your system and then added on something else in the assembly that was between the last filter that you had and the faucet or something and so I'm really excited about the future about possibly even developing something like that and I really appreciate your openness to that you know you're so you're so grounded you're so scientific in your basis but I appreciate you being open to other dimensions as well and uh, it's just been a joy to get to know you and I'm so excited about what we're doing that Um, with the new website that I'm setting up, which is going to be onlygreatstuff.com. We're going to have a whole section of that site that's totally dedicated to Dr. Roy Spicer and and the products that he has because it's so exciting to me.
0: Well, I appreciate that, David. Uh, One of the things I just want to let everybody know is that over the years, you had asked me this question earlier on, is how we develop technology. Well, as new contaminants emerge, like we're looking at one of the new contaminants, which is dioxane. Uh, Dioxane has been found a lot in the East Coast, particularly Long Island. That's where I was based. Uh, They came out recently with a study that had 39 water systems to have dioxane. It's a very toxic chemical, but it's a unique chemical. It doesn't uh, act like other types of solvents. So I've been constantly up on the research They're even just testing technology now to remove it. So carbon helps. You have to have a lot of carbon, the right types of carbon, but it doesn't completely remove it. So you have to use other processes like photocatalytic and they're working on newer uh, technologies for it. So anytime a new technology comes out that, that I can incorporate into our system, we'll upgrade our filters. And I've, I've had four generations of upgrades already in the last 30 years. The filters we use back in the 1980s are inadequate. They can't take care of all the contaminants. So we had several different filter technologies developed, and we combine them. I used to use one small filter now. We generally use two or three big filters in combination with tanks. So it's just a question of my my goal is to give every individual the best filter system they can afford to get the maximum amount of contaminants out of their water. That's my goal. So everybody has different levels of uh, budget, but we'll, we'll fit a system in that will work for them and we'll give them the best protection level they can afford. That, that's my goal. And in terms of uh, upgrades, anytime we develop an upgrade, we always offer it to our customers. So if you have a filter in there and we have a new upgrade, we offer it to you because we want to give you more protection. That, that's important. So we're always evolving into newer products and we're always evolving into new technologies we have to keep up with things and and generally what i hear from our customers and clients is that one of the reasons they like us and they've been with us for some clients over 20 years is we keep on top of things we're not static and Mm -hmm. we don't sell off-the-shelf systems we don't do that so it gets confusing and i was just on a conversation this morning Uh, a woman's checked four different companies out and she was also referred by Anne-Louise Gettleman, or she read her book and you know, referenced in the book. And I tried to clarify her for it. and She said, wow, you know, no one's ever explained that because everybody's pushing their own system. They don't give you a competitive analysis or a comparison or a look at the water report or, or design a system that's customized to remove the particular contaminants in your water. Because you can buy a system, you know, it's an off-the-shelf system. It takes out X, Y, and Z, but you're leaving six other contaminants in their water. So you're wasting your money and you're not getting the level of protection you need. There's a big difference. And that, that's what we offer.
1: Yeah, I really appreciate, like I said, the, your groundedness in the science, your commitment to excellence and personalized service. And it's a, it's a privilege to be associated with you in this public way, in this new venture that we're working on together. Is there anything that you'd like to say in closing before we, Complete our conversation for today.
0: Well, I, th- I think uh, your listeners and, and clients are certainly sophisticated and know a lot about what's required for health and in pursuing um, a healthy goal and a healthy mission. We're here to advise people, your clients or your customers or your patients, and we we treat everyone like family, and that's that's I mean that. Uh, being in practice and, you you know, your personal relationships with your patients, you treat them as family. And we always treat people professionally. We always give them the right advice and we can document everything. Like you said, we have all the test data, everything has been documented. So any claims that I make are usually conservative claims. Sometimes we take out more than we claim, but I can assure you and anyone who purchases a system we're going to get a top of the line system that does everything it claims and will be the most effective system available on the marketplace.
1: It's great. So so very soon, I would say within 6 weeks at the outset, we'll have that special website set up for you for you listeners on onlygreatstuff.com and it'll be obvious where the where the Dr. Roy Spicer page is, but in the meantime if people don't want to wait and they want to contact you directly and just let them know let you let you know that they were referred by Dr. David and uh and freeing the body freeing the soul uh how can they contact you directly if they're just ready to go now
0: well they can call our 800 number which is uh 444 3563 800 444 3563 Extension one will get you to uh, my sales department. And by the way, uh, they could ask for me or my sales technical sales manager, is Chris Sudol. Uh, he handles most of our retail uh, customers, and he will give you a system. And, and he works with me very closely. He's a uh, water quality specialist himself. He also worked for the Department of Environmental Protection in New Jersey for years, so he's very technically knowledgeable. You know he knows everything that I know pretty much. Uh, maybe I know a little bit more, but um, he he will be able to help anybody that calls. So again, the number is eight hundred four 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 three five six three extension one. And we also, if they want to go to our website, it's uh, www.cwr. That's Charlie Water Roy CWR Enviro E N. Edward, Nancy, Victor, I-R-O, C-W-R, Enviro.com. And there's a lot of information here. We have a blog site where all the articles I've written. And the recent article with Aaron Brockovich was called uh, The Future of Water. And I was quoted in that with her. The um, future of water is, is not good. It's going to be less available. As you know, you know, you've had a lot of problems in California with water availability. Uh, there's droughts still going on and it's a dwindling supply, and it's not getting any better as far as quality. It's only getting worse. So it's really incumbent uh, that people have a starting point filtration system that's adequate, that's sophisticated, and it's state-of-the-art, and it's the best available technology to remove all the contaminants. So that, that's what I would emphasize.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Spazer. And again, if you are hot to trot and you're just hearing this now and you do contact... Dr. Spicer's company directly. You can support my work and uh, our whole podcast if you would just be kind enough to let them know that you found Dr. Roy through Dr. David and through the Cutting Edge Doc and Freeing the Body, Freeing the Soul. And within a few weeks, we'll have a dedicated web page up for all of Dr. Roy's products that are consumer-related at onlygreatstuff.com. So Dr. Spizer, thanks again for joining us today. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to another edition of Freeing the Body, Freeing the Soul. I'm your host, Dr. David, the Cutting Edge Doc, and here on Freeing the Body, Freeing the Soul, we do in-depth interviews with individuals that are doing cutting-edge work, in the areas of healing, spirituality, and social transformation. And our very special guest today has been Dr. Roy Spizer, one of the world's leading experts in water and uh, in water filtration systems for consumers. So thank you again, Dr. Roy. And with that, we'll close with love and peace. Bye for now.
0: joining us for today's episode of freeing the body freeing the soul to access all episodes including show notes go to cuttingedgedoc.com that's cuttingedgedoc.com